All right. Welcome back to the 24 podcast. This is the unofficial podcast for Fox's award-winning show, 24. Today, I am joined with um, Jack Zola. How are you doing, Jack? Hey, Josh. How are you doing? Great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem. And so uh, we were actually going to be next episode talking about redemption, but Mark came down with a laryngitis or something to where he wasn't able to be able to talk and be able to record with uh joel this week and so um so we're gonna fill in for this one and then they're supposed to come back next week and uh cover redemption for us and so uh definitely glad to be able to talk with you though yeah yeah definitely that this was uh this was one one of those seasons where uh, season six, where there's there's a lot of different things going on. I, I know it's it's the general consensus around most fans and even the producers. I I remember Howard Gordon even saying that season six was probably creatively their their weakest. But there's some, definitely some good stuff in the season, and uh, and I'm definitely happy to uh, to talk with you about it. And um, you know, thanks for uh, for letting me discuss what what I liked about the season. Yeah, definitely. Now, maybe just starting off, what would your maybe there's a favorite moment that you would have kind of thinking over what happened in season six? Yeah, I I would say and I know this may be a weird favorite moment because it resulted in 12,000 um, American deaths in the show. But with with this type of show that deals with such, um, you know, huge cri- uh, you know a huge crisis every season and big big ramifications if the good guys don't win more or less besides like back in season 3 in that hotel they had a couple of deaths there or maybe more more than a couple but uh, of course every season has some deaths but i don't think that you know of course no season no terrorist plot ever got as bad and as successful as the bomb that went off in 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 um, Valencia. So I, I would say that w- that was my favorite just because it, uh, I was always interest, interested to see what Jack and what CTU would do if actually a terrorist succeeds more than just, oh, the nerve gas is let out in the mall and three people died or, you know, something on that grand of a scale. And I remember, you know, seeing Jack's face for the first time when he sees that he apparently says he's quitting. And then the very next episode, he says, no, I'm, I'm back. Not, not after this. I, I, I thought that was, that was probably, you know, we've had, we've had, uh, uh, we've had very monumental scenes with an individual's death, like a Ryan Chappelle or a David Palmer. But in terms of a terrorist succeeding, I think that bomb went off. What was just uh, was something that the show had really never done before. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, I think it was definitely a good move on their part because I think it made it a little more realistic. And the fact that uh, it, they don't always catch catch them early, and so yeah. sometimes it has to go off, and then they have to try to recover and scramble. And all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, watching that, watching that scene where um, I think it was, you know, Jack had Jack had. I guess it was right after he had, he killed Curtis. He's just still in that other 
re uh, residential section just like on the sidewalk and then the other thing going on was the CTU TAC team was closing in on that location now in typical 24 fashion you know well I guess mainly when Jack's on the team it happens but you know you thought they were just going to shoot that guy before he flips that switch and to see them not do that and that mushroom cloud I thought that coupled with the Curtis death coupled with, um, you know, seeing a clearly changed Jack, all, all that over the opening four episodes, I was like, wow, season six is, is picking up right where the awesome season five left off. Right. So that was uh, that was probably my my biggest moment in uh, in season six, just because, you know, we had never seen a uh, a terrorist um you know plot succeed as uh as it did with the valencia bomb yeah definitely now what do you think about um wayne palmer as president i i always liked wayne i thought um in in in, in addition to uh the characters in the show i think it's nice when you have more substance and more background on them when they when you get to see family members and you get to see their lives outside of what they're doing and stuff like that i think 24 is a great show that usually for the main characters i mean i guess it was really just the palmers and bowers that you got to see that you really didn't get to see like tony or michelle's family um you know chloe we got to meet her husband obviously and morris but uh, I always liked Wayne, and I thought they set up Wayne perfectly when he debuted in season three, kind of. Yeah, he's the chief of staff, so he's not as good or as um, um, as um, politically or um, intellectually smart maybe as David because he's the guy that was on the ticket, and he was the guy that ran and everything. Also that he had this um, controversy with um, that woman – uh, that he was having the the affair with, so it, it was kind of like he was always the peg below David. But when they decided to, when when I heard the news, uh, you know, in the off season before seasons five and six that he was going to be the president, I, I I thought it was interesting because it, it's a way to show to to keep the Palmers in the show even after David had died. Um, but I, I think the, the writers did it themselves where they, they had Wayne say a couple of times throughout the season, whether it was like the Tom Lennox or Karen or something that, you know, he would say himself, look, I'm not David, you know, you know, which every fan agrees with. There's no president that could ever be as good and as, and as great, um, and honest and, you know, uh, you know, David with his integrity and his, uh, and just his morals, but you know, he says, "Well, I'm I'm learning a little bit about who I am, and that's not that bad too." So I I think it was definitely the route to go because if you had gone from two and a half seasons of David Palmer being the you know the man, so to say, and then you go into Logan, who's the evil president, and then if they would just go back and whether it was Wayne or somebody else and made him like a David clone, I think that a diminishes what David was. I, I think just like. Like David is the jack of the government in terms of he's the best. He has, um, you know, he'll, he'll do whatever he can for the country. And, you know, I, I, I found that dynamic to be pretty interesting. So, um, you know, it, you know, he wasn't the, he wasn't the best president, but he, he tried his best and in his best, um, David impersonation. Cause I, I, I think David would have done the same thing, came out of the coma and tried to bring down 
Daniels. I I thought that was pretty cool to see Wayne, you know, risking. I I know his sister was the one that gave the okay, but to keep getting the adrenaline and to stay in office and not take a break while Daniels was trying to, you know, um, undermine him. I thought that that was uh, that was, uh, you know, it shows you really the Palmer blood. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I think did you like uh, did you like Wayne as as president? I'm, I'm not sure if I remember in the last couple of episodes if if you guys really talked about your opinion on Wayne. Yeah, we did a little bit during the first part of season six. And so yeah. I, I do think that he was a good president. Um, And so, I mean, he was a little more reserved than David yeah. um, as he was getting into it. And so I think he and David kind of had the same mentality of wanting to try to make sure of facts before diving in. Right. But but I think Wayne was a, a lot slower at pulling the trigger yeah. when, um, <laughs> when the decision needed to be made, um, at least early on. Um, I think later on, he, um, after he came out of the coma and before he went back down again, uh, during that time, I think he did a lot better job at asserting himself Right. Um, and kind of kind of bringing that that David aspect out again. Yeah. Yeah. And and he also had a little David in him when um, when it was actually right before he collapsed at the press conference. But he heard Jack Bauer's plea to give up the the sub circuit board to, you know, try to get Audrey back. And Jack promised it would never get in. Um, the, the, the Chinese hands. And, and it just kind of it kind of brought you back to all those times, Jack did that with David, like when he was going to give in season five, that German agent undercover agent that the wet list. And then he of course rigged it to blow up. And like Jack, um, always came to David with those kind of requests. And yes, Wayne was hesitant at first as I think any president should be, of course. But, uh, I thought as you, as you guys said, I think it was, I think, I, I think it was on Twitter actually, not on a podcast, but that it was the first time, um, he had ever really used the words "you owe me," and especially to someone as high ranking as a president, that, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, actually, I think we said it on both. But uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought that was um, a unique dynamic for Jack. I think that kind of showed Jack's um, desperation in the situation. Yeah. yeah. And so, because he was wanted to do everything he possibly could to get Audrey back, and. Right. This was the only way that he knew of that he could do it. But at the same time, as much as he wanted to get Audrey back, he didn't want to compromise the government or any of the um, associated relationships. And so. So he was willing yeah. to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. And uh, I thought that that was uh, that, that that was kind of a nice little little homage to uh to, to the olden days of 24 they're they're usually pretty good with that you know they have a couple of uh photos of david on wayne's desk um it, it it's just a nice way to to keep uh keep the show kind of with uh with with its continuity and uh and i, I was happy they put wayne um and another president in that position to see what what he would uh, what he would do when jack bauer requests something so huge yeah, exactly. Now, what do you think of um, uh, Palmer's staff? Um, so there's uh, Lennox and Her- uh, Karen Hayes and some of the others. What, what do you think about 
um, them. What I, my main takeaway with his staff was, and I'll start with Tom Lennox was I, I really didn't enjoy the character. I think, I think it was a different type of chief of staff. You know, you've had Mike Novick who was, you know, he was loyal to an extent. Now I, I know he, he went against the president in season two when they were trying to enact the 25th amendment to get Prescott in office because of, um, you know, that Palmer was listening to, to Bauer and he was, you know, doing the wrong thing or whatever. So I guess the loyalty was strained a little there, but he was kind of just like, um, Minion is, is of course, the, the wrong word to use, but I felt like Mike did have some opinions, but for the most part, he just followed the president's orders. He, um, you know, up until that point, he, he just did what he was told. Um, and, and, and then with Wayne as chief of staff, you know, he's his brother. So, yes, if he was outspoken against him, you, you kind of took that with not, not, not a grain of salt. That, that's the wrong phrase, but he's his, he's his biological brother. So, you know, he could say whatever he wants and he, you know, he's not going to get in trouble or get fired. I found this chief of staff to be, to be very interesting. And, and it was a great, it's a great change because, um, you know, it was, it was cool to see that he would talk back to, um, the president if he, uh, if he disagreed with, with something, you know? Now, Wayne Palmer's staff seems to be a little bit different than some of the other ones, I believe, as far as how diverse they were in um, the people that he appointed. And so there was Wayne that was on one side of policy and on the opposite side of almost everything was his vice president. And then somewhere in between, you had uh, Karen Hayes and Tom Lennox that were um, kind of in there as well. And so Karen, a little bit closer to Palmer's, uh, viewpoint and then, um, um, Tom Lennox being on the other side, closer to Daniels. And so I thought that was kind of unique. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I thought that was unique that you got both, both types of, um, opposition, like the top two positions in the country oppose each other. And then, you know, the, the two, pretty pretty close to them right underneath them the chief of staff and the national security advisor doing the same thing but i i also found it interesting and i'm not sure if this was just a way to keep karen hayes in the show and give bill a give bill a wife or 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 whatever but i i found it interesting that they they kind of used this national security advisor position i'm not really sure if they i mean that you know they've always had chief of staff and stuff like that but i'm not sure if they've if they've had a position like Karen's in, in the past seasons, do you remember? Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember anyone, or at least they didn't reveal yeah. uh, anyone that had such a role as Karen did. And, and, and such an important role too, that she's in, that she's of course involved in all the cabinet sessions and she's voting on, you know, um, you know, the 25th amendment, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so definitely the, the 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 staff was different, and and you know they try to go in in a different direction with um, really uh, really showing you um, a, a different dynamic in terms of the vice president. I mean, in past seasons, you know we saw we saw Prescott a little bit in in the second one, of course, because that's when they were trying to get David out of office and get him in there, but. 
showing the uh, really how the vice president works and 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 how his uh, where his beliefs are and even going as far as showing his his um his kind of behind the doors life with uh you know with the um with the relationship he had with his assistant Lisa, I, I thought that was interesting how, you know, pretty much in, in, in all the shows, in the show's history, vice, the vice president hasn't been that, that big. I mean, yes, Logan did get sworn in, but then we got to know him really as president. So, and then Alice, you know, for President Taylor, I think we got to, we got to see her vice president, like for two or three episodes or something like that. So I, I thought the dynamic of bringing the vice president for more than they had ever um, done was uh, was pretty cool just because it was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little bit more realistic as far as handling situations because, I mean, Vice President would probably be involved in more like we saw in, in this one than before. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I definitely thought that was uh, unique. In that, and then, um, what did you, uh, what did you think about the way that they brought Audrey back, and and her role, and the way that they played that story out? Yeah, you know, I wanted to mention uh, Audrey and Heller, not just because they were a pretty big part of the end of season six, but um, I I went back and 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 I wa- I rewatched season six just because as I I know I was talking to to Joel and, uh, and, and you and Mark on, on Twitter, but saying that I think I watched every season, um, three times or something like that, or maybe season eight, just two times because that's the most recent one. But for some reason, season six, I had only watched twice. Um, maybe because it's, you know, not one of my, my, I mean, I love all the seasons of course, but you know, just because it wasn't, uh, maybe that's for a lack of Tony, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll leave that up <laughs> To, for Joel to decide, but um, I I paid a little more attention to the to the Audrey Heller stuff mainly because um, you know we know that they're going to be back for 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 live another day, and I know there's not really anything in season six that that uh, that that foreshadowed that, but watching season six before we ever knew LAD would exist, we thought this was the last we're ever going to see of of Heller and Audrey. So that was just kind of, kind of interesting, kind of remember how they all left off for then when, when we see them again in May, but, but how they brought back Audrey. I mean, look, when, when, when Jack found out about midway through the season that Audrey was um, apparently dead and, you know, all the people were keeping it from him because they didn't want to upset him um, because he was currently on, on a mission and didn't want to distract him. You just kind of got the feeling that really that that's just how they're going to end it. And Jack's not going to be able to do anything about it. Besides the fact that, you know, I think it was episode 16 or 17 and they had, you know, stopped, they killed, he killed Fayette and found the, the bombs. I'm thinking, all right, you know, just like in season two, when it ended that early, and then we found out they have to track down that Cypress recording, I was like, all right, what is the rest of the season going to be? And I just kind of had a feeling like it it has to be something like that. And then, of course, 
you know, the Chinese have that impeccable timing. I mean, they, they know when to kidnap Jack. The, the, as soon as they um, as soon as Logan starts getting arrested um, and then they know exactly when to call Jack the moment that, you know, um, CTU comes and they uh, they 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 uh, they meet up with Jack after um, he had just killed Fayette. They know exactly when to uh, when to come into the plot. But um, I, I I thought it was it was an interesting way to bring to bring the the story in a in a, in a different light in terms of you know yes Jack Jack was able to have revenge type of plots in the past I mean after after Terry was killed you know he kind of went in, into that into that hibernation but then he you know eventually two seasons later was able to get it by tracking down and and finally getting nina but and of course he was able to do it in season eight after renee was killed but but i thought this was a little bit different dynamic that they did where they kind of made it um you know they made it not about you know i mean yes it it it, it was about the country in terms of if the russians w- would uh, if the chinese would get the russian board then it'd be an international crisis and stuff like that so of course that that was part of it. but i i found it interesting that you know after the guy's 18 months in prison you know they wanted to touch a little bit on his personal life and 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 look, the, uh, he, he gets released by a Chinese. He escapes getting killed by Fayed and tortured in that first two episodes. He escapes a bunch of other things and, you know, at least let him try to have some kind of um, closure, I think is the perfect word, on the, on, on the Audrey thing. And in typical Jack fashion, it's not him uh, visiting her as she's, you know, playing uh, board games with her family member or something like that. Of course, closure for Jack is he has to go and, and rescue the person he loves. And, 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 I, and I thought that for, for, for how they had to close out the season, because if they kept dragging on the whole sub-circuit, I mean, um, the whole suitcase nuke and Fayette storyline, it would have been a little, it would have been a, a little played out. I mean, we had 17 episodes of that. Besides the fact that you know the show has kind of dealt with bombs and um, and you know mi- Middle Eastern terrorists before, so I, I I thought that bringing back Audrey in that way was necessary because a the writers needed like six or seven more episodes, but also just because Jack is that tragic hero and you know how else do fans and 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 uh viewers of the show the audience want to see jack they don't want to see him doing anything else but you know getting revenge or saving saving somebody that he cares about so that was kind of uh that was kind of my, that was kind of my take on it but you know as we said for for live another day um it's definitely going to be interesting because you see her at the end well first off before that last episode where Jack uh, Heller yells at Jack and he leaves the house where she's just sleeping or in a coma or, or whatever she is. Before that, you see her, you know, she's in raggy clothes. Her hair's a mess. She's shivering and shaking and, and, and kind of mumbling nonsense words. And it's going to be really interesting to see if she she comes back completely like we saw her in season four and five, where she's a, a very important member of, of, of a government staff, or if it's, if it's almost a little bit like, like, like they, they they'll have her character a little bit like a Martha Logan in the sense that, 
yes, she's smart and she can help out, but maybe the damage, you know, she's not a Jack Bauer who he's tortured for two years, can come back from it and, and he's fine. You know, she's a regular civilian and maybe it's going to be that, you know, she has some stuff going on with her head. Some people doubt her when she thinks she knows uh, um, something that could help the country. And, and it, that that dynamic, after watching season six and seeing Heller and and Audrey again, and, and uh, we thought for the final time, I definitely kind of just put that in the back of my head thinking, you know, that this stuff's going to be pretty uh, important for Live Another Day. Very well said. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know that that was a little long-winded, but uh, no. <laughs> I I just thought that uh, you know it's uh, live another day. Look, twenty what twenty four does best is they connect past seasons with present and future seasons uh, with their characters. I think it's very much a. Of course, the real time format and the terrorist plots that's a big part of the show. But of course, you know the char is the character driven show. I mean, look how much dialogue's been on Twitter about Tony and stuff like that. And I just think that, yeah, you have Jack and Chloe coming back, but you know they they really wanted to make it feel like uh, like you know the old the old twenty four and bring back a couple more people. So I'm happy that they that they had a couple more characters that they didn't kill off. Yeah, exactly. There was another thing that I found interesting, and Mark and I never really got yeah. into it. But um, when the Chinese invaded CTU, right? I almost wonder if uh, I mean, obviously, it was a big deal when Jack got in, went into the Chinese consulate and invaded, and it almost became an international incident. But that seems right. to be downplayed when the Chinese came in and invaded CTU. Yeah, I never. Uh, well, that's funny. I never. Uh, I never actually thought about that because, you know, obviously it's um, it's a you know it's a United States government building. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, they they come in there, they take people by force, they kill people, some yeah. some key members. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and, and then uh, there's apparently no no lashback. And so yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not too um, I'm not I'm not an expert on on all that all that that type of stuff. But do you think for some reason a consulate, which is supposed to be, you know, um, you know that country's territory, even though it's on U.S. soil or whatever, is that is that different than a, a government building on its own soil? I, I can't imagine that that it's different. Yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And so, I mean, I, I would think it'd be the same thing. And so, um, if, yeah. if not even worse, but... Yeah. One other thing about... I, that I, I wanted to ask uh, somebody, and you're the perfect guy to ask. Okay. Um, you know, being a uh, a diehard 24 aficionado is, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to see if, you know, the Chinese had to have ramifications for getting onto CTU now that you're thinking about it. But, you know... It's so great when you see the main villains, and for the most part in every season, I do believe they all get killed. Um, what what did you think about, you know, Chang just getting arrested and, you know, Jack not doing his his Jack thing like he did with Victor Drazen or, um, you know, any of those type of... Uh, main villains like did you uh i i, I don't know d d do you think they thought hey we could always use him again kind of like how they always made 
They always had Charles Logan survive. I mean, he gets stabbed by his wife. He survived. He shot himself at the end of season eight. And apparently he's not dead, but they said he probably suffered brain damage. I mean, do what what did you think about Chang surviving? I don't know. That that is something I hadn't really thought too much about. But I think with Jack, I think he was too worried about Audrey um to to worry about that. And of course, I mean with um the the present threat with his family also. Yeah. Um and so I mean he was able to save Josh, yeah, be able to rescue him and, and stop his father and and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I think he he saw that that part was resolved, and then his focus then was to go back to Audrey. And so I mean, when he showed back up at um, um, Heller's house, he he said basically, "I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna take Audrey, and we're gonna disappear." Now, I think that's yeah. all that Jack wanted. So I, I think, I mean, he he got his revenge to at least to an extent. Um, as far as Chang was concerned, he had, yeah, I mean, he was at least arrested and caught. Right. And so, and, and maybe that's where they, maybe that's kind of where it ties in as far as the Chinese involvement in invading a U.S. Oh, government. Right. Is maybe was, they, they consider that payment in full for yeah, having right. Chang. Yeah. And so kind of like, like Jack being the payment for uh, the, uh, when he invaded the consulate. Right. But, but I, yeah, so I, other than that, I, I, I'm not real sure. Yeah, I, I actually completely forgot about um, actually like the, the, that whole timeline, like for Drazen or any of those other people, like the the threat and, um, you know, like it, it, with Drazen, Kim was um, oh, well, actually, he thought Kim was was dead at that point. But but you, you're right. If if let's say Josh and. And his family and and all that other and, and you know you know they were safe and then it was just him and Chang kind of um, you know in in a room alone yeah I wonder if if it would change but you're right he wanted to get his family safe you know rescue Josh he wanted to uh, and he wanted to go talk to to Audrey but but man there there is very there are very few terrorists that I don't know irk me like Chang does I don't know there's just there's just something about him. I I just I can't stand him when I see him on screen. Yeah, he's definitely near the top. I mean, I I think Logan is is number one. Oh in yes, my book. yeah. Um, but, he's definitely number one. But Chang is definitely up there. Um, yeah. In that, and so I mean, with Chang, I mean, he was just outright enemy. Whereas Logan, he was trying to play good guy, but always, always kind of in his own little off-kilter way yeah yeah that that he was um he was kind of a you know he was a governmental position he tried to make it like oh he's just you know being a uh you know a good uh government worker for his country and he's trying to help his country and 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 really i mean it started off like that with investigating the console uh the his death um but it really just then became personal with him right so yeah, I can't stand Chang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now, um, we've got a couple minutes left here. Is there anything else specific that you wanted to mention about the season? Um, well, I I I just want to give a a couple of brief uh, a couple of brief points on um, kind of the segue into redemption, if that's all right. 
Yeah, I was planning on that. I just just wanted to wrap up the season six before we oh, jump to that. So, oh, all right. So that'll uh, be good then. Yeah. Um. Not not really anything else about season six, but I mean, it kind of does tie into season six. I found it very cool and very and and and, and great that. You know, when when Redemption finally aired, that was after the writer's strike, after I guess it was almost a year and a half or maybe even a little longer than than the when the last episode of season six aired. So it definitely was a long time off TV for the fans for, you know, for 24. And Mm -hmm. I kind of it I kind of found it interesting and uh, and and definitely and definitely a nice touch that for Redemption. Um, besides Jack, who was in um, Africa anyway, there were no other returning characters going to be in it. And just to kind of bridge that that gap between season six and redemption, a year and a half that the fans, you know, didn't have 24. I, 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 I thought it was great that they were able to bring back Tom Lennox and Noah Daniels for that for that um for the redemption movie because you know that is realistic in real life i think it is like that where the chief of staff the outgoing chief of staff and the outgoing president kind of you know meet up with the incoming chief of staff and incoming president and kind of hand them off important stuff and kind of just kind of a passing of the torch and i found that a way to be because uh, all these new characters came flooding in for redemption. Jonas Hodges, the guys working for him. Then you have all the new people in Africa besides Jack. And and it kind of was like, wow, I completely, you know, forgot about 24. Who are all these people, you know? Because every season usually has someone that um that you know you could you could you could reconnect to like in season seven we had jack chloe bill tony it was kind of a it was an easy connection to jump right back into it but i I thought that was great that they at least were able to bring back a couple characters even if it was just for that two-hour movie yeah yeah and i don't want to get in too much of it because um mark and joel are supposed to be covering that here in a couple days but yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I I saw that here just a couple of days ago. Rewatched that Redemption in the first couple of season seven uh, to kind of get prepped for when we get into right. that. But uh, yeah, but yeah I, so. I I saw I saw Redemption. I actually and, and and it's so weird. I've seen all the other seasons that take you know twenty four episodes to watch them. You know, two or three times each. But I think I have only seen Redemption. Once I'm pretty sure I only saw it when it aired on TV live. So I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to over the next week or so try to get it in before you know Joel and Mark's podcast come out because um, watching it uh, it is a it is a little different for people that maybe only watched it live or haven't watched it at all. When it was live, remember there were commercials and this is supposed to be like a straight two-hour movie like you go and see it in the movie theaters with no with n- nothing breaking it up when, when you put on the dvd um it, it it flows straight through with no commercials and it kind of plays as a as a theatrical uh film so i thought that that was uh that that was pretty neat it was it was definitely different than uh than anything i had seen from 24 you know definitely because it was always on television right yeah i would definitely um yeah, I, I remember that time, too, whenever there yeah. was that writer's strike and we were looking forward to 24 coming back. The writer's strike happened and they said, well, uh, I guess we're not going to have it. And then 
And so we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And so finally they, they say, okay, 24 is going to come back and we're going to give you this two hour special. And yeah. so I, I believe, um, I think season seven, uh, redemption in season seven, I think that was the only one that we actually watched live. Oh, really? At least for the most part, um, everything else and, is just trying to get caught eight. up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and of course, season eight. Yeah, uh, actually, season eight, I think we ended up just, uh, I think we got behind and just oh, kind of okay. watched it online afterwards. Oh, okay. And so so we were always just a little bit behind on that one. But uh, yeah, the, the great thing, um, if the listeners don't know, which I'm sure they do, but if you don't have access to a, a DVR or a, or a TiVo or something like that, it's great that the next day Fox.com puts the episode, the full episode online. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a a good benefit. Yeah, definitely. But 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 yeah, just 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 I guess to to wrap up, I I know I know you say we're we're ending here. It was it, it was definitely great to hear once um once they announced that that movie because you know we were I I remember getting that seeing that news on the internet about the writer strike and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know after season five which was one of the best seasons they had ever produced and they won the best um, drama and all that. They signed a three-year contract, so I'm thinking, wow, we at least have seasons six, seven, and eight. And then with that whole writer's strike, since it would be you know, almost a year and a half, I, I mean, I know they would be leaving a lot of money on the table, but I remember there were some talks about, oh, are they going to lose momentum? Are, they, are the writers and directors going to go into other projects and may not want to get back into 24? And it was great that they not only were able to produce a uh, – I. I know that we were talking about how great those little DVD um, clips are that bridge the scenes. You know, th- those clips are only like 12 minutes long. This was this was like, you know, that huge bridge the season clip. I mean, it was two hours long, and I thought that was great. So the writer's strike actually was beneficial where it gave us redemption, and it gave the writers time to – A, come up with a tremendous story for season seven, and of course, B – come up with the plot and enough um, details to bring back Tony. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I wonder if they didn't have that writer's strike, you know, they're always, um, they're, they're always, uh, I, I think, you know, the seasons end in May and then they have the summer. And I think they're right back to writing in like September because the seasons would debut in January. So they only had like four months off from the show. And I wonder if there was no writer's strike, if they would have, um, if they would have even, you know, never brought uh, Tony back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question because, I mean, they may have totally changed the uh, their original idea. Yeah. Like when they were first scripting for season seven and then because of the writer's strike and then they came back, maybe they just totally went a different direction. So. Well, yeah, I, I, I remember them saying that they had, before the writer's strike hit, they had about six or seven episodes now that is a lot that's you know a third of, almost a third of the season six or seven episodes of season seven completely written and then they you know when the writer strike they completely scrapped all that then they worked redemption into the new plot so i wonder if those six episodes that they had originally written you know ever had tony included and 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 what would be really interesting and and, and i know you guys are always tweeting it and I would love if we could get, you know, the, any writers or producers on the show or if they're listening out there. But I, I, I would find it really interesting if they were able to tell us if, you know, those six episodes they scrapped in season seven. 
one of those plot elements or one of those plot details, did that make it into season eight or did that make it into LAD? I, I kind of find it interesting to see if they if they weren't able to use something in season three, but it was a really cool uh, plot or a really cool twist. Are they you know, do they remember and kind of hold on to that and kind of, um, you know, using it in later seasons? I would love if if we could kind of get a writer's tell all, you know. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be pretty cool. Definitely. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, definitely glad to have you with us, Joel, or uh, Jack, to be able to wrap this up. Next week, we'll have Joel and Mark. Um, and actually, it's going to be just in a couple days here. And so this is being released on Friday, February 28th. Um, and then here in just a couple days on Tuesday, we'll be releasing the next episode. And that's when we're going to get started with our um, new schedule releasing on Tuesdays instead of on Fridays. And so um, just be prepared for that change. And so uh, definitely looking forward to being able to get into season seven and eight. And that's going to take us right up into um, LAD in May. And so we're definitely looking forward to that. So we're about two months away now. And so we're definitely excited for that. Yeah. So that and looking forward to, Joel and Mark's take on redemption and, and also looking forward to more of those spirited and heated, uh, uh, friendly heated Twitter discussions that we're having. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely hope that, uh, more people, uh, chime in on it. It's been, uh, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. And so I, I haven't been able to participate as much, um, uh, just because of my schedule, but I, I go back and I see, and I may be able to put a couple comments in, comments in. but, uh, but yeah, so uh, if you would, uh, everyone, you can go to the show notes uh, by going to the 24podcast.com. You can be able to go ahead and leave your comments, leave your opinions there as well. And so um, definitely like to be able to include that. If you have any feedback for us, you can click on the feedback button and be able to do that as well. Uh, of course, you can find us um, at the 24podcast.com forward slash iTunes. And uh, you can be able to subscribe. Uh, we'd also love it if you can be able to leave a um, written review. And so we would definitely appreciate that. And so we mentioned it before. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Um, but if you are in another country and leave a review, if you could send us a note um, on Twitter or something like that or uh, via the feedback, let us know so that we can give you credit for that. We'd love to be able to mention that on the show here. And so... With that, I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up, and we will see you guys soon.